Welcome to this bonus episode of the Bentonville Beacon podcast, where we're sharing thoughts, experiences, and wisdom from the attendees of the 2022 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, the premier technology summit in the American heartland. This year, the conference had 1,700 attendees from most U.S. states and some international visitors who moved between five concurrently active venues across downtown Bentonville. The summit included five programming tracks spanning mobility and supply chain, cybersecurity, health and wellness, entrepreneurship, and Web 3.0. And now, let's hear from a few attendees of the 2022 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show, Alex Howland, founder of Alex Victoria Events. Thanks so much for having me, James. No problem. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Hey, um, what would you like our audience to know about you? Oh, man. Over the years, I have been called lightning in a bottle. I think that's the best way to sum (laughs) me up. Kind of a unicorn, a little bit of, I just love to know a little bit about everything. I want to be like really enveloped in my surroundings and just get a sense of like creativity, artistic ability. And I really want to empower others to lean into everything that they love and then build something really amazing with it. So I feel like that's the best way to describe me. Uh, that is fantastic. You, We worked together at the, the chamber as recently as a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that'll come up somewhere, but but uh, yes, lightning in a bottle is a great description. I absolutely love it. Loved working with you. And so same. Uh, we were sad to see you leave. But tell us about Alex Victoria events. Well, I, you know, this is an interesting one. I worked for the chamber for a couple of years and I was running the Northwest Arkansas Business Women's Conference. I mm-hmm. loved it. It was my passion. It was my dream. It was everything I ever wanted to be involved with. Um, And then an opportunity came up because I noticed there was this white space in the events, the events here in Northwest Arkansas. We have so many events across this region that I noticed people needed help planning them. I kept going to events and they were not being pulled off very well. So there was either something missing or like no tablecloths or like these really simple things that I would go in and notice. And so I just started talking to a few people in my network And someone gave me a chance. And so when that opportunity happened, I had to kind of make a decision. And it was a really tough decision, to be honest. Like, I loved my team that I was working with. I loved everything I was doing. I loved the events I was able to work on, the connections and the community and the growth that I saw over two years. But I'd also always wanted to be a business owner. And I always wanted to found something and have something that was my own. And honestly, the the thing that I think ended up letting me say yes, this is the right decision. This is the right feeling. I, I'm a gut intuition person. And one day I said, do I want to work for someone else's dreams or do I want to fulfill my own? And the answer to that one question was so simple and it was just yes. So I did it and I jumped in head first. I had no funding. I had no savings really. It was kind of like really scary. I just dove right in and I was like, let's go. Let's do this thing. Well, you said yes to success because I think you've probably been pretty successful since then, mm-hmm, from, from mm-hmm. what I can tell, looking from <laughs> afar. Um, yeah. The uh, well, we've come full circle. Let's talk about like yes. I mean, you, it's full almost circle. a year ago now yeah. since you Just left about. us at the chamber. So the time of the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. So let's talk about Tech Summit real quick. Yes, I'd love um, to. 
how have you enjoyed this tech summit? Uh, have you has anything changed about it? And and what's you know why are you here? Wow. So two years, I got to experience the tech summit for two years. And then now I'm here in a very different capacity, but similar capacity, right? Uh So that's kind of fun. You know, I have to give major props. This has been such an incredible event as far as the different types of tech that we're now seeing. I know there's cybersecurity. We've always seen that. But like Web3... That's so cool. I mean, we're seeing the future of the internet and what's to happen is so, so wildly interesting. So I just want to say kudos to the Tech Summit team because honestly, they have just gone above and beyond. I'm having multiple venues. I know as an event planner and consultant, that is a huge challenge. And they really pulled it off seamlessly. I mean, you know, there's always going to be room for improvement in any event, no matter what. And if I have an event that doesn't have room for improvement... I'm, I'm quitting. Okay. I'm quitting the next day because I don't want to do that. I want to be in events where I know they can grow and they can always have opportunity for something new and something exciting to happen. So, um, great job. I think the venues were amazing that they chose. I think all the vendors were awesome. Like we didn't have people just selling products. People were engaging and Mm -hmm. activating and getting in each other's, you know, LinkedIn. I saw so many people exchanging contact information on LinkedIn, like immediately. And those are the real connections that are made at events like this. And that's what I want to continue to see more of here at Northwest Arkansas. Absolutely. And that's, I, there's really nothing I can add to that. It's that awesome. Oh, no. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> <have> Chris, <laughs> our, our new tech summit director, uh, Chris Adams, came on board, I don't know, six months yeah. or so yeah, ago. That sounds about right. Uh, our interim CEO now was the previous mm-hmm, uh, tech mm-hmm. summit director, and she did an amazing job. Yes. But I feel like, hey, Ashley, Chris, is like you made a home run hire with Chris. You should go ahead and retire. You're done. Yeah, you, you're you done. You made your you're best hire ever and one hire. <laughs> Great job. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Northwest Arkansas. I mean, how long have you been here? Well, I was actually doing the math and it's been almost six years, which is wild. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, effectively 30 years because time here, one month here is whatever it is. I, I, I'll have to do the math to figure out what that just meant. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, what's changed here since you've been here? Everything. Traffic, construction, roads. We have so many detours. I actually think we might have more detours than New York City. <laughs> I would actually love to see that on a map. <laughs> Can we get that? Growth I love is it painful, though. isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's a temporary. Painful, it's a yeah. temporary pain. I, um, I live in downtown Fayetteville and I absolutely adore it. Uh, right now, my street, I have one path in and one path out. It might be a little bit of a fire hazard, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Um, but, you know, growth is really painful. And I'm I'm really glad that you said that because yeah. hard things take time they and do. energy. And we just got to stay in this for the long haul. Like, That's right. Earlier, we were talking about, you know, there's marathoners and there's sprinters in the world. And um, I love this. Dr. Mary Lassity, who was, you know, one of our MCs, she was talking about this. And uh, I've realized I'm a marathoner. Yeah. And a lot of people are sprinters. And so you have to have a balance of both in this area because I think some of us marathoners see the big end goal and see where we're going and where we're going to be in 10 years. As far as what's changed in the last six I, I'm not joking when I say everything. Like you're right. <laughs> my streets have changed. Just getting to my house is about to be 
a more walkable area. I'm about to have direct access to downtown across one of the most dangerous, you know, roads in all of Northwest Arkansas, 71 B. Great. Um, yeah. yeah. But having that pedestrian access and really we're in a place where people care about the future of our built environment. Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful to have so many people who care. And I think they're building the right way. I yeah. think it could, it could get off the rails if we're not careful because we could grow too fast. But I think there's some really important people here doing the right type of work and really digging in and figuring out, okay, what's next and how are we going to plan for the impacts of what we build now and what it's going to mean for the future generations? Yeah, I think the growth here is very thoughtful. It uh, is, you yeah. know, when, when a problem is spotted and growing the Northwest Arkansas Council steps in and yes, brings absolutely. folks together, right? Mm-hmm. At a more, I guess, lo- even more local, hyper-local level here in, in Bentonville, for example. I look at the Master Streets Plan. Every, every, everybody has that, yeah. right? Everybody, every city has a Master Streets Plan. But every street uh, place has a zoning plan and so mm-hmm. on. We have a bike and pedestrian plan. <laughs> I couldn't believe I forgot to mention really the bikes. Long. <laughs> Right. And yeah. it's layered on top of that, th- these other plans. And so when a new road come, goes in, yep. pull out the master streets plan and says, okay, and go, okay, these are supposed to go here as well. And, and, uh, what we're seeing now is this, this next evolution of we're the mountain biking capital yes. of the world. Yeah. You also have to be safe riding around on the streets. And it is Absolutely. safe, right? Because everybody it is. I mean, walking across the street here is kind of like, no, you go, no, you go. I can't get a car to go when I'm like standing yeah. at the corner. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not it's really true. crossing the street. Go no, on. No, just go. We're good. Uh, We're right? and, uh, <laughs> I'm on my phone. The drivers are so nice and, yeah. and they actually respect bicyclists and the bicyclists yep. respect them. It's, it's amazing, right? Yeah. Um, and, but, but to know that it's going to be even safer and better that we've got a lot yeah. of drive around that is very, very comforting. Yeah. Uh, and, and this place is becoming, uh, let's say driver or drivers, whatever. Drivers. Uh, anyway, you know. Um, you know, knowing that the growth is thoughtful in that way and making our community a better place to live and then add on top, top of that a, an amazing parks plan. I mean, we've got. Oh, yeah. Probably Incredible. more. Yeah, somebody said earlier. There's, there's got to be more parks here than anywhere I've been. I can throw a stone and hit a yeah, park. Hit a rock. Yeah. And yet, with all the growth, we recognize that as soon as we lose green space, it's gone. And so we're adding more parks right we now. We are. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's amazing. Um, but you mentioned bikes, and you know, I can't believe I didn't mention that in the growth. Probably one of the biggest pieces of growth I've seen yeah. here is the greenway oh, gosh, and the expansion yeah. of the trail system. I mean, people. You know, I was, I actually helped host a mountain bike summit earlier, a few, about a month ago. And um, we brought in people from across the entire nation and actually from Canada. And some of the women who attended were like, these are some of the best trails that we've seen. And some yeah. of those people were from Colorado. Like, you know, I mean, come on, we're like competing with, I mean, maybe we don't have the crazy steep downhills, but, That's right. you know, it, we have a more, a really beautiful area that, that, is so has so much potential um and man we're connected like we're so connected it's wild yeah so absolutely look we we don't have the biggest hills and mountains but we've got enough we've got enough elevation to have fun yeah and you don't have to pedal back up to the top exactly and you don't have to pay to ride a a, you know a A a, a ski lift or gondola up to the top you just have fun it's great. So much fun. Uh, and that. now 
there are trail builder, builders around the world coming here to learn how to build trails and to learn how to build sustainable trails. Yes. Because that's what we do. We take something great, we make it better, and then we teach the world. Yeah. That's what I happens love it. in Bentonville. It's fantastic. Um, okay. Last question. Mm-hmm. Tell me a hashtag because Bentonville story. So this is a story that's sort of shows the uniqueness of Bentonville or, or sort of the essence of Bentonville or it could only happen here or whatever. Man, I feel like I am uniquely positioned because I did work at the chamber. <laughs> so I could go on for a really long time about this one. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the first times I ever saw the hashtag was actually when I was looking for a job. And so it was really in its infancy back in yeah. those days. Um, and so I had actually seen one of the Bentonville Chambers posts, which ended up leading me to their website, mm-hmm. which ended up leading me to applying for my last job that was yeah. at the Bentonville Chamber. And to say that it's this like full circle success story is pretty incredible because I don't know that I would have ever seen the amazing work that the chamber and and people in Bentonville and organizations in Bentonville are doing without seeing those hashtags and following it. I mean, it's pretty well, crazy. That's, that's about as hashtag because Bentonville as you get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, literally the hashtag. That's awesome. I work here and live here and, awesome. and I play here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's end it on that. Thank awesome. you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Thanks, Alex. James. I appreciate it. Really it. Fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, let me introduce you to Craig Immel, the founder of GoKey. Craig, welcome to the show. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Craig, what would you like our audience to know about you? Man, I'm happy to be here in Northwest Arkansas and blown away by all the changes I've seen. I actually grew up here and was born in Northwest Arkansas and uh, moved away when I was six. I live over in Tulsa and lived in Colorado for a long time. But when I came back, Man, the changes have been uh, significant, but they've also been really nice. Like yeah. there's a lot of new things happening in a good quality way. So I see a lot of quality growth, quality development. And uh, it's cool to see you guys doing quality of growth, not just quantity. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, uh, like I said, live in Tulsa. I've got a nine-year-old daughter and a lot of families still in this area. And uh, really have grown to appreciate... Uh, Northwest Arkansas for what it is. And we'd love to try and get back here before too long. Well, we would definitely welcome you back. I have to ask, where at in Colorado did you live? Uh, kind of all over the place. So really? uh, I lived in Durango for a while. I lived in Colorado Springs for a while. Lived in uh, Salida, Upper Arkansas yeah. River Valley for a long time. And went to graduate school in uh, Denver at the University of Denver. No, good old DU. Good old DU. Yeah, yeah. Go Pioneers. Yeah. (laughs) Spent a little time uh, uh, in Denver, uh, living in the Highlands Ranch area. Oh, nice. uh, Yeah. For for a minute. Um, Beautiful area. Yeah, beautiful area. A lot of folks move from Denver to here now, though. I've seen that. Which is very cool. Denver, Boulder, some Colorado Springs. Yeah. uh, But yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your company, Goki. What's it all about? So Goki is about a one and a half year old Web3 startup. And we're focused on using blockchain technology to address challenges around prop- accessibility of property ownership. Mm. So kind of started around trying to think about affordability high crisis in housing. Mm-hmm. But then really our thinking has expanded more to, you know, how can we utilize this technology to offer more options and alternatives and financing and things like that to 
uh, small business owners or really anyone who's just really trying to get on the property ladder or, you know, sort of solidify their kind of the space where they want to be and let people get off kind of the rental kind of rat race yeah, <laughs> and get their way onto the property ladder and hopefully accrue equity and build, you know, personal wealth because like that's one of the key drivers of personal wealth for a lot of families. So if, uh, if that gets harder and harder to attain, then your odds of your family and your kids having a more secure financial future is kind of start to diminish a little bit. I love that you characterize that as uh, I wrote it down, accessibility of property ownership, because the reality is there's not, in my estimation, there's not actually, this is going to sound crazy for a moment. There's not actually a housing shortage. There's a product shortage in the middle market, which then leads to an accessibility problem. Right. Right. And it's, it's getting worse across the country. Yeah. Uh, and so we've got to uh, change that so that housing is affordable and people can uh, live. Yep. I'm sure we'll come back to that um, and talk about it from a Northwest Arkansas perspective. You must have some insights uh, there. <laughs> so in Tulsa, looking to get back here, talk about more about Northwest Arkansas. How has it changed? You know, um, when I was younger, we, like I said, we moved to Tulsa when I was six. I went all the way through high school over there. And, you know, I used to look back and in Arkansas, I'm like, man, you know, Tulsa is so much more advanced and there's just so much more going on. Um, but, you know, later in life, like I, I studied real estate and construction and was really into sustainable development and started learning about like city planning. And uh, I started looking at like back at Fayetteville, like I started coming back and visiting my family more because people are getting older, yeah. having kids, everything. And, you know, I just started seeing like, how well, I mean, to me, it seemed like all the cities in this region were much, were really well governed and mm -hmm. made a lot of really smart common sense decisions when it came to development and creating density and being careful about how you, you know, not spreading out so much that your, you know, your infrastructure costs like can't really be right. repaid. So I started looking at like the physical built environment and really like being impressed with what I was seeing and fresh ideas and fresh energy coming in from people outside the area where it seems like most people in Tulsa are from Tulsa and it's kind of, kind of stuck that way. Sure. <laughs> but then, uh, more recently, you know, I started meeting more people who are involved in tech here and web three and the group at OzDAO. I helped found a group called blockchain Northwest Arkansas really because of uh, what was happening at the university. And I was really kind of blown away to see how many people were interested in yeah. the technology and all the potential applications for it. So just kind of started coming over here and networking more and meeting some really incredible people. And so, you know, that's probably one of the more significant changes I've seen. But, you know, it's like I remember, uh, you know, coming back through here like 20 years ago for the first time in several years. And I was driving at night and I got really turned around because I <laughs> I didn't know when I was going from one town to the next, whereas, you know, there used to be a lot of space between Rogers and Bentonville or Rogers and uh, Springdale. And uh, so it's kind of taken me a while to reorient myself. Yeah, it's, it's sort of turned into Northwest Arkansas is now the city. That's and right. Those are the neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. As, a, as kind of a urban planning and kind of a 
built environment nerd, man. It's been really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I love the way it's laid out because each of these cities had their own character about them. Yeah, yeah. And there's still, yeah. even with the influx of people and, you know, unfortunately more traffic, I mean, the quality of life is still very high and yeah. people across the nation see that. A- absolutely. Well, you've probably noticed there's a lot of construction projects going out on out here That's and right. a lot more road construction projects going on, more yeah. road construction projects coming. So we're trying to get uh, ahead of it yeah. uh, in the best way that, yeah. that we can. Let's talk about, well, you talk about tech in Northwest Arkansas. We're at the Northwest Arkansas Technology Center. <laughs> That's right. What a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. Why did you come and uh, what are you looking to uh, get out of it? We're, I mean, we're near the end of uh, end of the summit. So what have you gotten out yeah, of it? Yeah, man. Um, you know, to me, coming to conferences, always the most important thing is just the people and meeting different people, meeting some fascinating people from all over the world. But the the content of the Tech Summit itself is fascinating. Great speakers, great entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I even accidentally went to, I came specifically for the Web3 uh-huh. uh, track, but I accidentally found myself in the healthcare track and a couple others. And it was great. Like I learned things that I never really meant to or thought I would be walking away with here. But I've been uh, involved with the Ozdow group and we had the uh, NFT art gallery last night and just, I don't know, just reaffirming like how cool and special a lot of the people are here and just sharing a very similar outlook on the world and the growth of this region in particular. And it's a really good community vibe and, uh, you know, it's just a really positive feeling. Absolutely. Uh, I get asked this question that uh, if um, if a book were being written right now about this area, would you say the Ford has been written? We're in chapter one, or we're somewhere <laughs> else? Man, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, having been here like you know thirty years ago when Bentonville was population fifteen thousand, sometimes right. <laughs> it feels like we're maybe in the middle of the book, but. You know, maybe that was just a long prelude and, (laughs) you know, it feels like the momentum is growing and the population numbers are growing and the rate of growth seems to be increasing. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, you know, I would say it's still pretty early in the book. I would think so, too. I mean, from a population standpoint, you're like, wow, we must be far. But it does feel early. Yeah, it does feel early. uh, And we're at. We'll be at 60,000 by the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. It's remarkable, isn't it? One thing I look at is like, you know, I look at a city like Tulsa, and not to throw Tulsa under the bus because it's a great place, and I love it. I got roots there. But, you know, this opportunity for Northwest Arkansas is kind of like Greenfield, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're not redeveloping. You're kind of pushing out into previously undeveloped areas. And I think... that's a unique opportunity and obviously it needs to be done right. And it's a big responsibility. And I feel like all the leaders in this region are doing that and they're sensitive to that and like getting back to that idea of quality growth. So I think the more, I think more people around the world are seeing that and paying yeah. attention to it and valuing that than a lot of people give them credit for. And I think it's going to keep attracting more people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and attracting more people. So the region, the two counties is, Probably going to be at five hundred eighty thousand. My my estimation right. uh, after the end of this year, certainly five seventy five, but not five eighty. You know, like everywhere else, we're seeing some housing challenges. Yes, uh, but also like everywhere else, you know, 
we're appearing on an awful lot of lists as right as is Northwest Arkansas or is Bentonville the next name the city? <laughs> right. And like, whoa, hold up, slow down, slow your roll. No, we're not. Yeah. Um, we are the next best version of ourselves tomorrow and the next day and the next day and five years from now and 10 years from now. That's what we want to be because yep. we choose to be the next best version of name it X. Yeah. Name it, it A. We'll call it A. Bentonville <laughs> uh, 2.0. Then, yeah, right. For the next best version of somebody else, there's only two things we can't have to do. There are two things we have to do. One, bring all their problems and two, <laughs> live with being second. That's right. That's right. Right. And so... Uh, in that vein, you know, as we start experiencing housing problems, we start getting ahead, ahead of them, the Northwest Arkansas Council and the work that they're doing and the different cities and the different organizations working on housing. I mean, I love what you are doing is potentially part of the solution. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's um, it's a big challenge. And I've always been attracted to big challenges <laughs> for some reason, glutton for punishment. Yeah, I guess. But I've been in the real estate and construction fields for a long time. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about affordable housing and attainable housing. And to me, you know, that's like, it's like, okay, can you find a place to rent that you can afford? Okay. Let's say you can. But, you know, I think people who really want to plant roots in the community, they need something a little more, right? Mm -hmm. They need some sense of ownership, right? And, uh, in the long history of uh, relatively unchanged process of real estate business, like yeah. you're a real estate renter or you're an owner and there's never been anything in between and there's never been much disruption there. And there's a very clear cut path, you know, in terms of like, you know, working with a realtor, getting a, a mortgage, you know, getting two years of pay stubs, tax, all that, you know, yeah. but especially in the tech industry, you have all these people who are like, you know, creating wealth in new kind of ways A traditional financial system doesn't necessarily recognize. And, and for a lot of other reasons, there just need to be more alternatives. And we have technology now, uh, you know, especially using blockchain, things like smart contracts and even NFTs mm -hmm. to represent different types of property rights at different periods of time that we can start thinking about solutions to this in completely different ways. And, um, you know, one thing that's exciting about it is the idea that, you know, you can work in an area like Bentonville, Roger Springdale, Fayetteville, or other communities that are experiencing these, uh, housing attainability problems that you yeah. maybe can't necessarily build your way out of. And you can help people get on that property ladder and have a real stake in the communities that they're working in, they're contributing to the community fabric, you know, they're adding value to the community, but it never, that value never accrues back to them in terms of like equity and property. So it's exciting to see an opportunity to do that and work with communities that are having that experience of low property attainability and make it so that's not an impediment to future growth. Because as you know, if people, you know, a lot of people are moving to Arkansas. And one of the reasons is because their dollar goes further when it yes. comes to housing. And that's true all over the country. So, you know, if, if I think if communities are not proactive in basically throwing everything they have at the problem, even including new technology, then they could get stuck in the same situation as the communities that those people are moving from. That's exactly right. Well, the good news is right now we're 
about on the national median. Right, right. Let's see if we yeah. can't get there it's and, a, and you know, keep that yeah, going. It's a great value. I mean, it's it obviously relative to past pricing in this yeah, area, it seems high, but on a national scale and, and you're looking at quality of life, it's it's great value. Which makes it even more attractive right. to folks. <laughs> okay, let's end this uh, with um, a story. Will you tell me a hashtag because Bentonville <laughs> story, something, you know, something that represents the uniqueness of this place or could only happen here yeah. in essence or whatever. You know, um, there was a, I took a road trip out to Colorado this summer. It was like super hot traveling. I, I have a camper van. I'm cool. going all over the place. And uh, I had seen a concert at the momentary and, uh, or see, saw it um, promoted. It was uh, Run the Jewels and Big Boy. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I'd love to check that out. But I think I'm going to be driving back from Colorado and came back just a little early, got to Tulsa, totally wiped out. Just like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to sleep for two days. My buddy Rob calls me. Hey, I got an extra ticket. You want to go? I'm like, hell yeah, man. Let's go. So uh, because I had seen uh, Fresh Grass at the Momentary mm-hmm. and like such a killer venue, like such a neat, like new and nice but also warm and just like felt really good type of place and i wouldn't have done that just like to go to the amp or to go somewhere else (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool you know there's a lot happening in the music scene here and growing in a big way Um, just a few weeks ago was the format festival yes which is a brand new festival launched at a time when festival attendance across the country is down right right so why not launch one during that time, right? Yeah, and it's it. an art and music and tech festival. Uh, the folks who planned Lollapalooza uh, yeah. did it, and it was off the hook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a surprise at every turn. It was beyond anything. You know, it was advertised one way, and it was way better yeah, than advertised. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to see it again next that year. That was all the feedback that I saw as well. And honestly, I'm kicking myself for not going. Um, I have some good friends who are on, on the pro- production team, actually, yeah. and they travel all over the country and work on the highest quality of uh, productions. And they're like, you know, you need to go. And uh, I didn't make it. And I was like, yeah, I totally should have gone. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You bet. Thank you, James. Man, great job with uh, the Tech Summit. And uh Can't wait to hang out again. Yeah, you bet. Well, I can't take credit for that. That goes to Chris (laughs) Adams and the uh, um, and our team at the chamber that does the the tech summit. I just show up and do what I'm told. (laughs) Right, (laughs) which is a good way to go too. Nice. All right, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Craig. (laughs) Take care, guys. Hey, let me introduce you to uh, Caleb Talley, Executive Director of Startup Junkie and one of my many co-conspirators here in in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, Caleb, tell us about yourself. Well, James, thank you for having me on for my my debut of of this podcast. I appreciate it. Um, So uh, my name is Caleb Talley. As you said, I'm Executive Director of Startup Junkie Foundation. Um, I am a native Arkansan, um, but I'm not a native Northwest, Northwest Arkansan from East Arkansas, Arkansas Delta, um, born and raised uh, around four city, Arkansas, not nice. too far from where you came from in Memphis. Um, went to the university of Arkansas, graduated in 2015, um, worked, uh, back in the Delta and then worked in Little Rock for a few years. 
um, and worked my way back. That's what I tell people. I didn't come move back. I worked my way back sure. to Northwest Arkansas. Very cool. Um, so you're here at the, oh, by the way, I should mention that we dropped an episode yesterday mm-hmm. with Jeff, Jeff Hammerine, who yeah. founded a startup junkie. So check that out on developmentcom yeah, uh, Any content awesome with episode. Jeff is going to be good content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, and also, I got to say, I'm a little intimidated right now. You know, Caleb and his team at Startup Junkie have more than 100,000 downloads and more than 300 episodes. <laughs> We're at about 30 episodes right now, so we've got a, a, a ways to go. Anyhow, tell me about, uh, we're here at the Northwest uh-huh. Arkansas Technology Summit. Talk about it. How's that been for you? Uh-huh. What'd you expect this year and, and what happened? Yeah, well, to be honest, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, so when I started at Startup Junkie in 2019, um, that was the, my first experience with the Tech Summit. Um, you know, it was a big deal. I mean, there's a ton of people from all over the world that came and a lot of activations, you know, a lot of engagement with startups and things of that nature. And then, of course, the past couple of years have been very different uh, yeah. in that regard. And so I didn't really know what to expect, but it was super exciting to see everybody back. All these people out walking around downtown, walking to the different locations. Just the uh, the thought that went into how it's laid out, I think, you know, just mm-hmm. going from, from spot to spot and just kind of encouraging people to really experience downtown in addition to experiencing the summit itself, I think, was very well done and very intentional. Um, so it was good to see. And I heard a lot of, a lot of great comments from people, first time attendees and returning attendees. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Well, we'll make this episode short. Tell me a story. And this story is a hashtag because Bentonville story. It's kind of shows the essence of this place or something that's unique to hear. Mm -hmm. Let me see. So if I were to tell a story of Bentonville, I think if I were to tell that story from my perspective, I think it would have to go back to my earlier experiences with Bentonville mm-hmm. as a college student in the early, you know, 2010s. And when I was in school in Fayetteville at the University of Arkansas, go hogs. Um, okay. Nobody really made their way to Benton. You know, it was kind of like, you know, 30 minutes away. And that's just unfathomable to, to oh, drive yeah, that far. Uh, to go eat what I'm not driving 30 minutes to eat. I'm not driving 30 minutes to see a show or whatever else um, to go to a museum. What? And then having been in other cities to where, you know, you have to drive 30 minutes just to get from one end of town to the other, right. much less to a whole different city. When I moved back, it was of course, different scenario. But when I moved back and started actually frequenting Bentonville, um, I realized one, how much it had grown and the, just the intentional development of the community itself, but also just what it had to offer. I mean, holy smokes, like, you know, uh, of course, Fable and other, uh, cities have their long time, you know, haunts their restaurants that you go to and things of that nature, not just to talk about restaurants, but, uh, your, your go-to places. I like to eat some reference that of it's course. It's a common theme yeah, uh, like, these last couple of days, actually. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but really kind of coming back and seeing what I'd, you know, what I hadn't experienced when I lived in Northwest Arkansas previously, it was just like a, you know, uh, exciting surprise to see all that it had to offer and kind of kick yourself a little bit for not having spent any more time up here when I lived here previously. So I think it is a testament to just how much the community's grown and just the effort on the part of the chamber and other stakeholders in Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville specifically uh, to really develop what you have here and to add to it and to, 
you know, do the things that are enticing the talent and the culture uh, to kind of put down roots because they, those seed, you know, more awesome things to come. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you don't kick yourself too hard. I mean, the 2010s—that's like ancient history yeah, around it is, here. It's, it is, yeah. It feels like that could be 30 <laughs> years ago in the other it place, will be right? Tomorrow, probably. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Caleb, thanks for uh, coming in on the show. This has been fantastic. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Let me introduce you to Katie Thompson, Executive Director of Science Venture Studio. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, James. You bet. Well, what should our audience know about you? And hey, this can be as professional as you want, a little personal if you want, whatever the answer is that you're comfortable with. All right. So something that they should know about me, I have two kids, eight and a six-year-old. Um, love them to death. They are into Halloween this year. This is their first year that they're just awesome. in it. Um, and it really, it really is fun this year. And a little... And I think a lot of people know this about me, but I am an avid trail runner. Um, mm-hmm. I got to pick that up probably four or five years ago and just, I love it. Yeah. Then well, a lot of the trails around here and yeah. There's plenty of trails to there's run on, on, on yeah. around here. It might even partly explain why Arkansas repeatedly has one of the best cross country yeah. teams yeah. in the country. Absolutely. Cross country teams in the country. Yeah. Yep. Talk about your role and and what you do or what Science Venture Studio does? Yeah. So Science Venture Studio, we help in a nutshell, we help very, very early stage science and technology companies get non-dilutive federal research funding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, like I tell them, you know, non-dilutive simply means that they don't have, the company doesn't have to give up any equity in their, in their company. Um, And the, the funding that we help them with are uh, grants. Um, so it's not you know, a typical like bank loan, um, but and these grants are, allow these early stage companies to develop their technology and um, hopefully grow their company. Yeah, I, I have to ask because I don't know this answer. Do y'all charge anything for that service? No, um, no. So the Science Venture Studio, we're uh, funded by the Walton Family Foundation. Wonderful. Um, and so because of that, we are able to uh, provide our, our services uh, free of cost. That's really cool because I know a lot of places around the country, and it usually comes from the state level from what I've seen, will offer grants to help pay for a grant writer, but right. it's not enough right. to, right. Any, not and, enough to yeah. get it done. And a lot of, there's a lot of uh, different programs too that, you know, say that they help the company write the grant, like they want a portion of that grant. Yeah. Um, and, but we, you know, we talked about that model and what we, the Science Venture Studio, you know, we want that money to go to the company. And so that they can, you know, do the necessary work to 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 grow their, you know, develop their technology. That's very so, cool. Well, every yeah. dollar is precious to a yep. startup. So that's yep. that's a, a perfect model for startups yep. to get to yep. go with. Can you talk about some of the companies uh, you've supported and how you've supported them? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's been a wonderful just getting to um, see these companies. Um, you know, some of them are just at the, that idea stage. So getting to to talk to them at the very beginning and then seeing them where they're at now. There's one, uh, there's a few in particular that we've worked with that are just, they are just rocking and rolling. Uh, one is uh, Freight Relay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Freight Relay, they came in, um, what, the beautiful thing about them, the, the CEO is, uh, his name is um, Ayush uh, Thekar. And they came in during the fuel accelerator. So yeah. that's a fuel accelerator is a, program that is uh, run out of Startup Junkie. And then they participated in the fuel accelerator 
And during that, I get to, to meet Ayush and talk to him about, you know, SBR opportunities. They were still at that stage where they didn't know if they were going to come here or they were going to go, uh, say, in Memphis where they were at yeah. or go elsewhere. And luckily and thankfully, you know, they were able, they just made the decision to stay here. So we, we helped them. Um, but they've, I think in just a year, they've raised a little over 2 million in non-dilutive federal funding. Another company that we've worked with is a company called Cellular. Um, mm-hmm. and Cellular is a, is an ad company. Freight Relay is, um, uh, AI company, but they're, you know, they're working on the, 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 uh, freight trucking, trucking system. Yeah, um, dot though is a, is an ag, ag company, which they are helping with. I won't get too technical with it, but it, they're helping with it that, that, that can be drift, but they have also raised, you know, I can't, I don't know their exact numbers, but they've raised, you know, a, a good chunk of their funds through non-deleted funding. And then we also have worked with a company, Catalyze H2O, which yeah. Catalyze H2O, they were, uh, participated um, in the pitch competition yep. at the tech summit. I mean, they won a third place. So we've worked really with them on all of their uh, funding opportunities. And I've really, you know, all these companies, we've seen them, you know, at the very infancy stage and then seen their, their growth through it. And it's just, it's been fun, a fun, fun ride to, to see them. That's so yeah. cool. It must be so fulfilling for yeah, you. It is. It is. That's cool. So as we wrap this up, let's do some just rapid fire favorites. We'll okay. call these Bentonville favorites, favorite restaurants. Favorite restaurants. So, I mean, like, I'm sure, I mean, there's so many that you can choose from, but I think my top favorites, definitely Press Room and then Preacher's Son, which is just right next door yeah. to us. I mean, those are my my top two. And if I, you know, if I, you know, if people are coming in, those are my top two that I'll recommend. Like, you've got to try Press Room or got to try Press, uh, Preacher's Son. Well, you yeah. certainly can't go wrong with either yeah. of those. They're fantastic. Yeah. I love them both. I try to make it to Preacher's Son at least once a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if I, I absolutely just love it. Yeah, even if I'm just sitting there in the afternoon doing work, it's a great place to yeah. hang out, watch people, yeah. and do work, and meet people. Yeah, and, and the atmosphere so and stuff at both of those places, it's just, it's fun. And, you know, bringing, I know even yesterday at lunch, I, you know, instead of, we decided to go to press room. Yeah. So he was just, he wanted to experience, the person that I was eating with, wanted to experience something in Bentonville. And I said, well, let's just head over to press room. And just got to, you know, he got to see Bentonville, at, you know, but, you know, yes. <laughs> see it, see it and see, you know, the community and see, yeah. And so it was really cool for him to, to get to explore that. And it, I think that is like with Preacher's Son as well. You get to, you know, see the community and see it, see it all. But exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I took somebody in to just peek into uh, Preacher's Son. We went to Undercroft last yep. night. And they looked in. It was going yeah, on like here? It's, You walk in and it's just like, wow. Yeah. What is it's this? incredible. Yeah. Favorite things to do with kids. Favorite things to do with kids. So yeah, having eight and a six year old and and we love coming up up to Bentonville. I know whenever they were real young, I mean we would come up here once or twice a week and we would, you know, go to the um you go, go to the Maysium or even go, you know, go to Crystal Bridges as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, I didn't you know, I grew up in a very small town in Texas. And so I didn't have the opportunities to see artwork or, you know, to go to these different museums. So able to take them to places, you know, with Crystal Bridges, I mean, it's completely free. And so, you know, even the kids, you know, their attention span is, you know, at an eight and a six Uh year old level, but, you know, we can go there and, you know, they can get to, to experience that. And, you know, as, as, as a mom, it's no cost to me. And then as, you know, with the Maysium as well, I mean, they, they, they love going, going to that. And like, I know I 
am repeating myself, but you know, when they were real, 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 real little, I mean, we would come up at least once or, or twice a week to go to a museum, um, just cause it was, you know, always amazing. 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 And even me as a, you know, as an adult, like I go and play, play and stuff as well. So oh, yeah. 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 Same here. My wife tells me that she's like, this is ridiculous. I've taken two kids to the museum. Yeah. My you son and your and, son. Yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Last one. Favorite museum that's not Crystal Bridges. Yeah. I think my favorite um, is the momentary. And what I like about the momentary is that it's that rotating um, they have that rotating art exhibit. Um, and so, and yeah, just love, love going in there. And it's the same thing with the atmosphere as well. And, you, you know, getting to just experience, you know, experience people, experience culture. Yeah. Outstanding. All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much well, for coming James. on the show. Thank this you. This has been great. Let me introduce you to Dr. Kurt Gill, CEO and co-founder of Neurostasis. Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, what should our audience know about Dr. Gill? <laughs> you know, not, not many people call me doctor anymore. So I'm one of those clinician turned entrepreneurs now, but it's nice to hear it, I guess, every now and then after you've gone all through that schooling. You, you earned it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you it. <laughs> At no. least once. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think the... I'm the CEO and co-founder now of Neurostasis, and that's been something that I've been working on um, since basically the the summer of 2020 with my co-founder. It took us a while to get the idea solidified, but it's been the driving passion and what we've been working on for the last few years and excited to be here and talking about it and being involved in the tech summit. Yeah, well, I know uh, a little bit about your journey and that uh, you went through the 0 to 510 Medical Device Accelerator I did a session with y'all. I think I remember doing that virtually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, just you know. with everything in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm also an alum of that accelerator two times and then was the entrepreneur in residence there for a couple of years. So it's a cool program. But can you tell us about your journey through that? And I think I went down to TMCX in Houston and what's your journey been like? And then also do tell us about what it is that you actually do <laughs> and the problem you're solving and how you're saving the world. Yeah. Um, well, we, you know, we're, we're trying to save the world, let's say. We're, um, so neurostasis, you know, we're driven to change the paradigm of care for stroke. And we actually started out first in Houston and TMC. Okay. So I met my co-founder down there in Houston um, as a part of the TMC Biodesign Fellowship. So previously, my previous life, I was uh, in radiology and I kind of got involved with, I guess, things outside of clinical practice. Actually, a, a venture development group here uh, in Arkansas, Vic. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. You know, I met one of the uh, managing partners of there, James Lancaster, and he became a bit of a mentor for me. And, you know, kind of pulled me out of clinical practice, you could say. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, so that that's, you know, kind of what my appetite for innovation and I ended up going to the Biodesign Fellowship to develop something my own. Because I think when you go into clinical practice, a, obviously everyone wants to, wants to make a difference, help people. And that's something that, you know, initially calls everyone to that calling. Yeah. In my experience... It, I wanted to essentially impact even more people. And so be able to kind of change how care is given because after a while it becomes very formulaic and you make connections with patients, but you're essentially 
just following a formula for what currently is the best practice. Sure. And so when we're at the TMC Biodesign Fellowship, we were driven to explore neurology. Uh, that's where I was doing previously my research. Mm -hmm. And my co-founder and I have had personal experiences with stroke in our lives. And we know just how much it affects not only the patient, but everyone around them. It's one of those diseases that really, you know, undersells the impact. Yeah. And so we wanted to develop something for that. And we spent a lot of time interviewing people, getting access to uh, operating rooms, clinicians, and honing in on the problem that we want to solve, which is that too few people actually receive treatment. So in the United States, um, which you would expect to be one of the best, uh, mm -hmm. you know, healthcare systems in the world, when it comes to this type of thing, less than 20% of stroke patients actually get treatment. Wow. And that's really unacceptable given that we know treatments exist. Yeah. Um, so, or the other component to that is that even when people get into the hospital system, it can take them so long to get to that treatment that maybe they won't be eligible anymore or too much damage is already done. Yeah. And you know, that, that has major ramifications on the back end. So we're developing a device now that is designed to slow down that damage that occurs after a stroke onsets. We use neuromodulation put it in an easy to use device, start kind of electrocuting your, your forehead yeah. and your ear. It jumpstarts these brainstem reflexes and the goal is to provide a bridge to care, preserving tissue. That is so cool. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, like, that's amazing. I, I don't think I've told you that my first medical device startup was uh, in the area of helping stroke survivors recover the function of their hands. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and not doing it in a passive way, which, of course, is what most of the treatments uh, mm -hmm. are. We could talk about that sometime. But I, I love what you are doing. Um, that is, that's game-changing, right? We, we hope so. I mean, we're just getting into our first clinical trials. Uh, what we're essentially trying to do is increase blood flow going to the brain. So think of it like, uh, you know, an ischemic stroke, it's highways clogged up. But, you know, maybe sometimes you can get off the exit and go down mm -hmm. around it, avoid it. So we're trying to open up those collateral lanes. So collateral blood vessels, augment those collaterals, try to preserve tissue on the edges and just increase as much blood flow as you can while this patient's getting to treatment. Awesome. And here you are at the, uh, by the way, I'd loved hearing Vic. That was an unexpected <laughs> uh, thing. Vic's down in uh, uh, Fayetteville, yeah. very much tied at the hip to the University of yeah, Arkansas. Uh, Calvin Goforth is who I know with uh, Vic. Uh, yeah, was great. quite some time a, a, ago when I was <laughs> actually first flirting with the idea of coming to Northwest Arkansas. Oh, yeah. He's one of the people <laughs> that I, I got connected with. And so that's, that's, that's great hearing uh, that come up in this conversation. It's funny how we have these connections in this kind of small <laughs> world tied together. Let's talk about the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. That's where we are right now. And it's getting kind of quiet in here. It's uh, the venue we're in is is basically uh, wrapped up. Uh, so the tech summit itself is a, a wrap uh, here, I guess, right now. So your first time to the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. Why did you come here? What did you expect the summit to be like, and what happened? Yeah, well, uh, let's let's answer this one at a time. Uh, why did we come here? I mean, I think. You know yourself just how much of a, a hub this area is growing into from both the technology standpoint, but also I would say from a, a medical standpoint, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, we applied to also come and pitch here yeah. uh, to the, the community. And I want to say one thank you to the organizers for putting on uh, that type of event and giving us the opportunity to pitch because we were fortunate enough to be awarded first prize in the 10,000 non-diluted funds, which is always great and great validation for what we're continuing to build. What I appreciated about the Tech Summit and, you know, I go to a lot of conferences and it's, you know, often very focused on, let's say, one particular niche. But I mm-hmm. think getting the opportunity to interact with people that are outside of your niche um, because of how this is not just med tech. It's tech. Right. It's cybersecurity. It's, I think it brings together different people that allow you to make different connections, which is just valuable. Just before coming in here right now, I, I met with uh, someone who's more on the financial side, but he ended up just being at the pitch and he uh, has had a you know, personal experience with stroke and they really liked what we're doing. And it's that type of a connection that, you know, you don't get to meet or make unless there's venues like this that really facilitate it. Absolutely. Well, you know, we tried to bring, uh, the, of course, the, the, the Greater Benton Bill Area Chamber of Commerce, which I work for, runs a tech summit. I just show up and do what I'm told. <laughs> uh, if for this one, it's show up and do a podcast. But Chris Adams, who's the director, has crushed it with uh, him and his team have really crushed it with the tech summit. But when we put the pitch competition together, we tried to really curate uh, a team of judges, not just anybody a team of judges who could be helpful to uh, the competitors and really bring y'all some value. And who knows what could happen <laughs> uh, in, in in addition to that. And so I'm really uh, glad to hear that y'all had that additional connection in addition to winning 10,000 non-dilutive dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's every startup could use that, right? Right. Um, so congratulations for winning. Thank you. And uh, let's go to the last question, which is, this is your first trip to Bentonville. Uh, how long can you calculate how many hours you've been in town? Take <laughs> <laughs> a swag. Is it a day and a half? Yeah, day, yeah. Day, day and a half now. And, you know, it's the first time coming out to Northwest Arkansas and it's really beautiful. I think that's what I'm really going to take home with me. Um, cool. You know, I went to, I needed to go to Crystal Bridge as well as here. Yeah. Um, and that in itself was just a, a real treat. You know, there's certain art pieces there that really, spoke to me. I think I, what I enjoy is more of like those uh, landscape paintings because yeah. especially like some of the older ones, I think there's one by John Taylor. It's kind of like a a view of like Philadelphia from like colonial times. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to imagine what America looked like before all this development. Yeah. You know, like how beautiful of a country this really is from like a natural perspective. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get to kind of imagine it for through those eyes, through some of the artwork that's there. And I think that's special. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I don't know if you got around to the, uh, to the exhibit that that just made me think about, but right now there's an original copy of the U.S. Constitution at Crystal Bridges. Oh, is Did there? you get to see that? Oh, I missed that one. That's might, interesting. Yeah, you might have missed that hall, but so... I'll have to go back. It's a really <laughs> interesting... Yeah. Well, this is the first time this collection of documents have been shown together, huh. too. Um if you go backwards, I don't know, a few months ago, there was a bunch of news about one of the 11 remaining original copies of the Constitution being sold at auction. And uh, the buyer, the first place I've got to send this is Crystal Bridges. <laughs> and so it came I mean, to Crystal Bridges and there's a copy of the, uh, I think it's one of the original copies of the Declaration of Independence there right now. 
of the Emancipation Proclamation, which has Abraham Lincoln's signature on it. Sorry, Crystal Bridges, if I got that wrong. It sure looked <laughs> like it to me. Uh, the Articles of Confederation, which, of course, preceded yeah. the Constitution, 14th Amendment. And uh, then, you're, you're really speaking to me. I'm a, I'm a history buff. So my yeah. previous life, I was a I was a classical civilization major. So I was I've been studying history. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to go back and check it out. Well, then then the other thing they do in the gallery is it's very powerful because then there's artwork in the gallery right. that is there's slavery artwork, there's Native Americans, there's this amazing piece with red coat mm-hmm. and and it just it ties together the time so that you also understand the time and then you walk out and you walk into some pretty powerful pop-up banners, giant pop-up banners, mind you, of things that are, are related. And it's really fascinating. Well, I'm looking forward to the next time because I saw how much construction is going on there to see what they're going to be adding to it. Yeah. So there's two <laughs> things happening. Uh, one, what's uh, when you're at Crystal Bridges and you look out and you see uh, the construction is the, the current facility is 200,000 square feet. Alice Walton has decided to make an expansion. So it's going, it's going to expand by 50%. It'll be 300,000 square feet. Wow. And it's free, right? Everything we're talking about here is free. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, as you drive into Crystal Bridges, the construction you saw on your left mm-hmm. or on your right as you're coming out is the Whole Health Institute. And she founded the whole, uh, Alice Walton founded the Whole Health Institute to help people everywhere become well. Hmm. What you also might not know, <laughs> and we could talk about health and wellness quite a bit, and I'm going to flip it over and call it wellness and healthcare the way it should be in a way <laughs> that, that I think Bentonville will, Bentonville will change Focus it. Focus on wellness first. Yeah, yeah, is around the corner. She's building, uh, they're building the Alice L. Walton School of Medicine. Oh, okay. Focused on integrated health or integrative health. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the architecture of the place, look at the pictures when you get time, is incredible. Because it should be, if you're fo- focused on integrative health, it should have nature around it, it should be blended in. And so it's that's just some of what's happening in healthcare. And, and then you tie in art with the nature and so on. It's really incredible what's yeah, happening. It's really interesting bringing up integrative. It brings back like there was an elective in medical school that was focused on integrative health. And they did have some very interesting you know, things to consider when you are treating the patient, which is you, you want to be holistic and think of other aspects of their life that you could help improve as well. And part of it was, you know, being one with nature. And that's where something that I think uh, Arkansas, uh, Northwest Arkansas, I think really has really wowed me, I suppose. It's been a while. You know, I'm coming from Houston and, uh, you know, I, I like Houston. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think the the trees here, the hills, the mountains, the, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it, it, Houston's Houston's a giant town, by the way. Oh, it is. I, yeah, it's. Uh, we we have a fair number of people moving here from Houston. Many of them are are um, mountain bikers, so they're coming up because it's close enough proximity. Uh, and they come up and they're like, "Why don't I just move?" Uh, in fact, I can't say who they are. There is a. Uh, uh, I'll say it's somebody in the tech space. Uh, I'll admit <laughs> it to that. Uh, that's uh, making the move from Houston right now, which I think it's really cool. But hey, this has been uh, this has been really great reconnecting with you and talking with you about neurostasis and hearing your sort of first impressions of uh, Bentonville. So, Kurt, Doctor Gill, <laughs> thank you again for uh, joining me for this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. 
Let me reintroduce you to John Wilcox, co-founder and CEO of Dietech Diabetes. Uh, John was on early in this couple of days of, of recording, and he had been in town for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. For, so we did first impressions and got the promise out of him to come back as the last person to be interviewed in this Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit series of mini interviews to do second impressions. John, welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me again. Yeah, so it's been a big day for you. First, congratulations on winning second place in the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit pitch competition. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, zero to five, ten. Uh, the medical device accelerator on Memphis, they showed out today. We uh, got first and second place, and uh, it was awesome. It was a great event. We, uh, you know, pitched and were able to meet some really great judges, get good feedback, and uh, and also hear a lot of great companies, too. Um, all those pitches were incredibly strong. Um, so I know they had a hard time uh, picking who uh, to select for uh, first, second, and third, but it, yeah, just... Hearing, uh, hearing all the different, you know, company focuses was so cool. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, yeah, I got to talk to some of the judges afterwards, and indeed, they did struggle in picking. And uh, yeah, like you, I thought all the pitches were strong. Yeah, shout out to zero to five ten in Memphis. Uh, you know, there's a trend line when they show up at pitch competitions, they're gunning for the top spots, and and uh, I, I can. I've lost count of the number of times that I've seen sweeps when zero to five ten companies show up. Oh, it happens. It's yeah. just consistent. Uh, it's a great program. Of course, I, I have a little, I have some heart for it because I, I used to be their entrepreneur in residence. Yes, two time alum of the program. Uh, but so, congratulations again, and to Neurostasis who won first, right? Yes, absolutely. So here we are for second impressions. Let's start with Tech Summit. What did you think? about the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit and your first experience with it? Oh, I think it's been absolutely wonderful. You know, you commented on this, I think, when we were talking. I don't know if it was on our last podcast uh, episode or um, just in passing conversation, but the dynamic of the different spaces and the different uh, venues has been really awesome because you get a taste of downtown Bentonville, uh, you know, walking to the different areas. So that's been really, really an awesome part about it, especially since the weather's been so beautiful. So I really enjoyed being able to be outside, you know, walk around, um, you know, talking to people on the commutes between the different buildings and the different events. You know, the events themselves have been super great. We uh, obviously, you know, we had our pitch competition today, um, but there were so, several keynote speakers that presented today that I got to hear, which was really awesome. And then of course, the fellowship that happens between you know, with investors and fellow entrepreneurs and, you know, consultants that are also, you know, potential, um, you know, resources for us. Connecting with all those people has been super awesome. So great. Glad to hear uh, yeah. it went well for you. Well, cool. Um, come back next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. And we got to see more uh, zero to five, 10 companies come out and uh, present next year, too, and keep the, the wind train going. Yeah, we're very excited to uh, hopefully make it out again. And, yeah, participate again. So awesome. So um, as we wrap up, let's do second impressions for Bentonville. This is your first trip. How many hours are you in? 
Oh, geez. Okay. So yeah, I mean, probably just a little bit over 24. Um, Okay. We, uh, you know, got in yesterday um, afternoon and are are really only here until tomorrow morning. But just being able to wake up this morning and drive over and see, you know, the, the Walmart campus that's being built, obviously all the infrastructure that's going on, you know, there was that total bike, bikeable building that we saw, which is so, it's just, it's just like, where, like where are all these buildings coming from? Everything is so modern. It's like, if there's like one little blade of grass that pops up, you know, there's like, you know, uh, it, it gets, it gets, you know, cut to match everything. It, it really, it's like the, it's like the, it's like, gosh, the, the masters or, you know, the, the it's like a portrait. The Bentonville's beautiful. I, and I'm trying not to overemphasize that, but really I've been very impressed about the urban planning, the restaurants. We got to eat out at Table Mesa. Table Mesa, yeah. Yeah, yeah last night, um, which was great. And going to go enjoy some uh, cocktails this evening. So the venues have been great. The infrastructure is incredible. And uh, obviously, you know, got to see the bike paths too. So that's been awesome as well. So I want to come back and be able to do some more riding. Yeah, absolutely. Get you to Crystal Bridges and some of these other places. Um, like the the Museum of Native American History is a place that uh, sometimes yeah. uh, I forget to tell people about. You should check out. But yeah, there's so much more to do here. It, definitely come back. Bring your fiance. Yeah, Bring we got for a weekend I, and hang out. I literally know? had a phone call with her saying today that we should definitely come back and visit. That she would really enjoy this place. Like get a. I'm sure there's probably some being. B and B in Absolutely. downtown that you could stay at. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Like I said, this is a this is a really cool place. Yeah, so. I mean when you come, yeah, do a B and B or 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 an Airbnb or Verbo or 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 twenty one C. Yeah, twenty one C is pretty cool. Is that a hotel? Yeah. Oh okay. so the yeah, it's it's one of those <laughs> you know, in Bitville there's this thing that seems to happen over and over again. It's it, it's take start with plug and play, right? If you look at all the places there are around the world, there's Berlin and San Francisco and all these big places and Bentonville. You know, what? If you don't know, you don't know. When you when you see Bentonville, you're like, what is going on with that? 21C Museum Hotel, Nashville, and all these big cities and Bentonville. Again, what? <laughs> you know, and you know, it's it's a beautiful hotel. It's a museum hotel. So even the rooms are part of the museum. Nobody's coming in your room. You get to see that part. But uh, it's it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, so yeah, we'll have check to check out. it out for sure. Yeah, and there's some new other new cool hotels uh, going yeah, up. Uh, one too, in the so. Walmart campus. Right? Yeah, yeah, the AC yeah. Marriott will be yeah, built by the next cool time too. we come. There's one, two, three. Yeah, three hotels being built, including that one uh, right now. So, yeah. So, John, man, this has been great. Thanks for coming back on for second impressions. Look forward to having you come back to town and. Bring your fiance and visit. And, uh, oh yeah, We're, we definitely want to. It's a like I said, an amazing place. So cool. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for coming back on the show. Wasn't that great? Hey, whether you attended this year or realize you need to attend next year, save these dates. The 2023 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit will take place October 15th through 17th. And while I can't share all the details yet. Here's a little teaser. I got to peek into the early planning discussions and learn one of the leading tracks may be automation and AI. To learn more about this year's Tech Summit, and it's a space to watch for 2023 as well, check out nwatechsummit.com. 
also check out the episodes of the Bentonville Beacon podcast at BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com or your favorite podcast player, where, of course, you'll also hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You'll find weekly Bentonville Beacon episodes are released each Monday, while bonus episodes, including this series, typically drop each Friday. Keep coming back to this podcast to learn more about Bentonville's leaders and their businesses and more about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. See you next time.